a warm welcome to you all on this Monday, the 31st of May. As many of you know, these programmes aim to in introduce triangles to those people who are new to the work and to encourage them in the forming of their own triangles. They also aim to create a space for those people who are already engaged in triangles to participate in a visualization exercise to support and to strengthen the planetary network. Using the power of focused thought to uplift, transform and illuminate human consciousness, each triangle formed becomes part of a larger network of light and goodwill. Three people come together and daily link in thought to circulate energy through the points of their triangle. And visualizing their triangle as part of a worldwide network, they pour beneficent healing energies into the vast planetary triangular energy field surrounding the planet. The network is created and vitalized by the daily work of each individual member. The cumulative effect of the many thousands of members all over the world who come together in consciousness to serve humanity makes it a powerful, redemptive and effective tool. Every focused triangle that is added to the network enhances the whole, lightens the mental atmosphere of the planet and helps to relate the inner and outer worlds. Triangles work only takes a few minutes and it can be done at any time during the day. It's completed by the sounding of the great invocation which focuses and releases the spiritual energies available, energizing and stimulating the planetary network of light and goodwill. If you are new to the work and resonate to the theme of planetary service through the power of thought, then please consider forming a triangle. And you can do that through the chat box on this webinar. If you just type in the chat box that you're looking for partners, hopefully two others will do likewise. And if you do form a triangle, please register it at www.triangles.org. So let's take a moment now to visualize a network of light. Lift your consciousness to as high a point as you can upon the mental plane. 
look out over the world, seeing it as one of light, with here and there points and centers of intensified light. See the energies of this network of light pulsating to the rhythm of human aspiration. Regard the group within the planetary network as a channel among many channels, transmitting the energy of the spiritual hierarchy. Imagine the potent love energy pouring through the network of light, stimulating the many points and centers of energy, transforming the pulsating of energy into the rhythm of the planetary heartbeat. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. We are still in the midst of the intense light that is pouring into the planet 
at this high point of the spiritual year. We are poised before the start of the great outbreath. It is our responsibility as esotericists to act as channels for this light so that it can penetrate the minds and hearts of humanity and thus aid the evolutionary plan. This radiant light is deeply needed because humanity is immersed within the fogs and miasmas of the Maya that surrounds the planet. This light is the means to irradiate the path through and out of the dweller on the threshold, as this fog is known. The dweller is a massive, dense thought form that encompasses the past and current desire nature of humanity. That is, all of humanity's mistakes and weaknesses, its distorted strengths, perverse motives, evil inclinations and negative thinking that are all part of the dual nature of the human condition. It mesmerizes the majority and is the source of the suffering, negativity and much of the ill health seen in the world. It is the desire nature that fuels this thought form and desires are constantly stimulated by contact with it. It is therefore a cumulative problem and is the source of the uncontrolled desire that is wreaking havoc on the health of the planet. Desire permeates every aspect of human living. But if we just look at it in terms of just one aspect, that of the foods and drinks that we crave and the effect this has on bodily health, we gain an insight as to the problem the planet faces. For example, overconsumption of processed sugar and fat-rich food and drinks are leading to the crisis in obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and the cancers that plague Western societies. In the UK, we have the highest rate of childhood obesity in Europe, currently standing at 20%. When looked at, looked at together with addictions to alcohol, tobacco, drugs, all of which damage the physical form, we begin to see the extent of humanity's problem. Just as the desire nature of an individual can wreak havoc on the physical form, so the combined desires of humanity wreak havoc on the planet. As seen today in the pollution of our air, seas and rivers, the plundering of our forests, the overfishing that damages marine environments, Examples that all lead to environmental degradation and its consequence, global warming. The extent of this problem is slowly dawning on human consciousness. 
as United Nations Secretary. General Antonio Guterres said in his State of the Planet speech in December, we have come to a moment of truth. COVID and climate have brought us to a threshold. The extent of the problem can be summed up in five crucial measures of climate health. The amount of CO2 in the atmosphere, the heat of the planet, Arctic ice levels, the levels of permafrost and the size of our forests. In terms of CO2 in the atmosphere, it reached record levels in 2020, hitting 417 parts per million in May. In the pre-industrial era, it stood at around 280 parts per million. In the next 50 years, it is estimated to hit 500, leading to even greater temperatures, more forest fires, glaciers melting faster, sea levels submerging islands, corals dying, and jellyfish taking over the oceans. The past decade has been recorded as the hottest on record. The year 2020 was more than 1.2 degrees hotter than the average year in the 19th century. And this increase in heat was nowhere more keenly felt than in the Arctic. In June 2020, the temperature reached 38 degrees in eastern Siberia, the hottest ever recorded within the Arctic Circle. The heat wave accelerated the melting of sea ice in the East Siberian and Laptev seas and delayed the usual Arctic freeze by almost two months. This affected the levels of permafrost. Now permafrost contains a huge amount of greenhouse gases, including CO2 and methane, which are released into the atmosphere as it thaws. Therefore permafrost does us a big favor by keeping carbon locked away from the atmosphere, as do trees. But since 1990, the world has lost 178 million hectares of forest. That's 690,000 square miles, an area the size of Libya. Guterres in his December speech said, let's be clear, human activities are at the root of our descent towards chaos. But that means human action can help solve it. And this is our opportunity as esoteric workers, because we understand and know the power of the dweller and how contact with it stimulates desire. There are very few people who escape the power of this huge negative thought form. And those who do understand its illusory nature are well positioned to lead humanity out of the dark and into the light.
under the law of karma. The dweller has to be dissipated by those who have created it. Every one of us that strives to overcome glamour and illusion in our own lives aids in its dissipation. For it means that one small stream of life energy is directed into new channels and away from the old stream, which tends to vitalize and feed the illusion and therefore the desire nature. It is in overcoming our own glamours and illusions that we gain the radiance of the soul. The solar angel can then transmit its light without distortion. And it is our combined radiance as a group that lights the way for others to see beyond the miasmas and fogs. Radiance is therefore key to the battle. And our work in triangles is important in this endeavor because it creates a radiant network of light and love that illuminates human minds so that the dweller can be recognized for what it is, faced and eventually overcome. It is a great battle, described in a treatise on cosmic fire as a true war in the heavens. We read, as the solar gods descend ever nearer to the physical plane, and in their descent, assume a steadily increasing control of the lunar natures, the thoughts and desires of men are consequently purified and refined. The solar fires put out the lunar light and the lower nature is eventually purified and transmuted. In time, the solar angels blaze forth in all their glory through the medium of the lower nature on the physical plane, that lower nature providing fuel to the flames. The hated dweller on the threshold thus gradually dies for lack of sustenance and disintegrates for lack of vitality and the man is set free. The health of our planet stands in the balance. And it is our work to overcome the dweller in our own lives, the dissipation of our own glamours and illusions, that we irradiate soul light, becoming beacons that can lead humanity out of the fogs and miasmas and into the light of day. So now we'll go into meditation. Link in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group.
in the center of the will of God I stand. Naught shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love, which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle.
visualize the energies of love, light and goodwill circulating in and around the Triangles Network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere.
sound the great invocation, silently or aloud. As you repeat each stanza, visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, and as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose flow into human consciousness. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you. So we now come to the comments section of the webinar. So if anyone has any thoughts or impressions, um, you may wish to speak, in which case you can raise your hand. Um, or you can type a comment in the question box. Well, while you're collecting your thoughts, um, there is a positive note um, with regards to human activity, solving the problems humanity has created. Um, you may have heard that uh, Elon Musk is offering a prize of $100 million to any company that is the first to pull at least a ton a day of carbon out of the air ocean. Richard Branson actually did something similar in 2007, offering $25 million to the best carbon capture technology company in the world. Um, there were 10,000 entrants, but the scheme was shut down in 2019, as no company made the grade. And no company has as yet gained the Elon Musk prize, but there are three main contenders. One company is using a naturally occurring mineral called olivine, which absorbs CO2. And then there's another company um, who's looking at converting biomass into oil or a type of oil and injecting it back into the earth's crust, revitalizing old oil wells or utilizing, sorry. Um, and then there is another company who's looking at direct air capture with carbon mineralization. I don't know how this works, but they turn carbon dioxide into stone. And then they heat the stones to extract the carbon and then pump it underground. So there's some amazing work going on. Um, the, creative, the creativity of humanity is awe-inspiring. And we can be sure that there are many solutions to the problems of humanity within reach. And that there is much work going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Just like we in our triangles work, we work quietly behind the scenes without fanfare. And of course, this is true of the Arcane School Conference, which many of you may have been involved with over the last, over May really, with the three conferences, quietly working with a keynote, the keynote was, if, um, if any of you weren't there, um, let the illuminating energy of pure reason produce complete freedom from glamour and reveal the love of divine relationship. 
So much is going on quietly on in the background. And maybe, maybe some of you know things that are going on and would like to share. I see that um, we've got a couple here. Um, oh, if I can keep up with the chat. Michelle says, we can see the changes at Exxon and Chevron over the last week. The changing of the BOD and changes in policy direction towards cleaner energies. Yes, thank you. Cleaner energy is very much on the agenda and it's wonderful to see. And Avon provides us some um, a link um, and also a link to the donut economics, which is um, very interesting the way economics is now beginning to look at all the various stakeholders in society, bringing all their needs into policy. Well, hopefully, eventually, policy at the moment. It's the economists who are thinking that way. Thank you, Michelle, Board of Directors, BOD. Yeah. Isabel says, if the CO2 is taken out, how will trees make oxygen we need to breathe? I don't think it will take all of the CO2. Um, but certainly, we need to reduce the amount of CO2 in the atmosphere, helping the trees with their work. Um, Someone said something. Gary says, while addressing the dweller, it indicates to me the need for the development of will. So the individual and group may contact the soul and higher levels in service, light, love and power, as opposed to being swept by mayor, glamours and illusions. Well, it certainly takes the will, the power of the will to deal with our own glamours and illusions, our own desire nature. So absolutely, thank you. And Isabella says, address the dweller with radiant love. This dispels its power, for we must remember that hating the dweller feeds it and empowers it. Yeah, thank you for that. Love, radiant love, therefore, is that which each of us can freely and easily radiate. Thank you. As Heidi says, much pollution could be avoided without wars. This is an aspect of war nobody speaks about. 
it's interesting actually that um, the Tibetan did talk about the effects, the polluting effects of war in his book. I don't know which one, but he wrote about the, the noise that affects not only human beings, the noise of bombs and all sorts of dreadful things, um, how it affects nature as well as individuals and how the release of a lot of, I think he says, he talks about metals being released or minerals being released into the atmosphere. So thank you, Heidi, for bringing that up. And as Suzanne says, planting trees all over the world is happening now. And that's absolutely the case. And in the UK, there are various initiatives um, encouraging people to plant trees. Um, and I think there's this, uh, I think it's Country File or Spring Watch, one of the nature programs um, that's very, very um, focused on planting trees. Everyone's being invited to plant a tree. And Duncan talks of forest gardening is another inspired solution, although not a new idea. And he, he's um, included a, a link. So thank you, Duncan, for that. And um, what is that? so Santana says, thank you, Christine. I appreciate you linking humanity's dweller to humanity's environmental problems without a clean environment, physical, etheric, emotional, and mental. Humanity can't be healthy, nor can the planet and environment. So much glamour, illusion, and mayor, and so much resistance. Oh, I've lost it. In, yeah, in the Piscean Age, your, your talk today went along with a conference keynote. Light from the buddhic plane and the heart consciously directed by groups will help to dissipate humanity's dweller and usher in new spiritual ways of living in harmony with the planet and the cosmos and the inner outer life. Thank you, Santana, for that. And Wendy points out that Joe Biden has taken steps to heal the cleavages between the USA, Russia and China. A veritable triangle of goodwill in the making in preparation for the UN conference on climate change. So thank you for pointing that out, Wendy. That's really helpful. And there people are posting some interesting um, links. Thank you for those. Heather's uh, posted a sea, a sea bin project. I don't know what that's about, but um, it, I'm sure going to look it up. And Duncan has, has posted something else. So thank you. Thank you so much for that.
Suzanne says, love is the most powerful force in the world, indeed. And Sam says, with the circular economy now being expressed on the physical, it is adding the return of wealth to hierarchy, purifying that energy in a circular way, thus uniting and working as one with hierarchy. Thank you, Sam. And Isabella um, says it's in the externalization of the hierarchy where DK talks about um, the pollution of war. There are so many messages pouring in now. If anyone would like to speak, then please do raise your hand. Might be easier than On a very positive note, Kit says the US military is aware of the perils of climate change and its impact on conflict around the world and needs to address climate change. Well, that's very encouraging. So Heather says that the sea bin is a filter for collecting rubbish in the oceans. Yes, and we've all seen these programs highlighting the plastic that's in the oceans and the damage it's causing, which is heartbreaking. So anything that can help to reduce that is wonderful work. As Suzanne says, Greta Thunberg is a disciple bringing humanity to an awareness of what we can do to help with our environment. Well, I think that's everything in the chat. Well, thank you so much for your contributions today. And thank you also for helping to create a lighted mental atmosphere in which goodwill can flourish throughout the planet.